Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Bold, Beautiful, Borderline podcast. My name is Lori, and as always, I'm here with Sarah. And today, we're just going to do a quick episode about some anxiety around COVID reopening. Um, I know that this is a really big topic for a lot of people right now. Um, I don't know about the states. We'll get into it in a second. But Canada is definitely like very much on their reopening plans and just want to acknowledge that anxiety around that is okay and that excitement is not necessarily what everybody is feeling. Also, just want to also say that like we haven't talked a ton about COVID on this podcast because we want to make sure that we're providing true information um, and information around COVID changes all the time. And we also realize that it's a controversial topic, even though, in my opinion, it shouldn't be very controversial. Um, So, you know, you may not agree with everything that we say in this episode, but here we go. It's been really difficult that COVID has become this like the left versus the right kind of propaganda, but we don't need to talk about that necessarily. Yeah. So things are starting to reopen here. And because I don't know about you, but I've always hated the masks in public. Like all of the research shows that unless you're sitting with someone in like a table setting in your family for a long period of time, just like walking past someone on a trail is not going to give you COVID in like 99% of cases. So that's always been really annoying to me. I understand that that's a very privileged perspective. I'm still allowed to be triggered and annoyed by what I'm triggered and annoyed by though. So please everyone make space for that. So I'm really grateful to be out in public unmasked. Of course, I still wear my mask when I go in places and whatever. Sorry, can I just ask a question? So do you mean like when you're outside, just like walking around, you don't like wearing masks? But then if you're like in a mall, for example, you would wear a mask. I I wouldn't be going in a mall if my life depended on it. Um, okay. But like, but if I'm in Target or Starbucks or whatever, then yeah, the grocery store, then I'm wearing a mask. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, like when I'm out on a trail and I'm going to pass like seven people when like people like do this dramatic, like, <gasps> thing because I don't have a mask on like the two seconds that you and I are walking past each other you're not going to get COVID from me and I always hold my breath and turn my head anyways so so like I'm really glad to no longer have that like the mask requirement outside we never had the mask requirement outside they told us we were supposed to wear masks on trails and like just walking in the community and whatever and I hate I've always hated it yeah I I will usually like obviously try and give people space. Like if I can avoid them, I'll like go across the street or like, you know, walk on the grass. If like an old person is coming near me or whatever. And like, sometimes I'll just like have a mask on like my chin and then I'll just like pull it up. If I think about it. Don't you also live in a very conservative place? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the only one wearing a mask in my building, even though it's the law. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, cause yeah, right now, like in any public places, you have to wear a mask and I'm totally fine with that. Like indoor public places. And, um, like Aaron and I are the only people in our building that wear masks, despite the fact that there's signs everywhere that says you need to wear masks. But that's the other thing too, is like, so when I go for a walk, I have to wear a mask from my apartment outside, like to go outside. And then 
so I'll usually just have it on my like chin or whatever. Like I'll pull it down when I walk, but yeah, we don't have a thing where you have to wear them like when you're walking. Um, I, yeah, I mean, sorry, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, nobody is going to write you a ticket or anything, but that's what they've told us is you should be wearing them on trails. And listen, I have not been doing that for COVID. Like I'm not wearing a mask while I'm trail running. I'm sorry. I wear it inside the gym. But like when I'm outside in the community, like, and I'm going to pass seven people on a trail and still be like six feet away from them. I'm not wearing a mask. Oh yeah. Especially if you're far away from them, like then it's doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, um, personally, I, so I'm trying to think about our restart plans right now. Different provinces are doing it differently. Alberta, which is like classically, uh, conservative is like all restrictions are gone July 1st and they're having the Calgary stampede which I don't know if you know about the Calgary Stampede, but it's like this huge party. Is that a rodeo? It's a rodeo, but it's like massive and like huge. And like, they're having that this year. And I'm just like, you're insane. That's terrifying. Yeah. So like, um, but BC is like a little bit more reasonable. And they're, um, I think that masks become like recommended, but not required in the middle of July or the end of July. And I probably will still wear one. Like if I'm going to like, yeah, if I'm going to Walmart or whatever, like I'll probably just still wear one because to me it doesn't bug me very much. But um, again, like personal, personal. But when you wear your glasses, does it fog them up? Because that's so annoying. I have, um, I have two pairs of glasses and one of them is fine and one of them isn't. So I only wear the one now. Um, They're just like tighter on my face. And so I've just like figured out how to wear them without, but I also had to wear masks when I was working at the vaccine clinic the entire time. So like, I'm very comfortable wearing a mask. It doesn't bug me at all. See, and that's the difference between my boyfriend and I as well, because he works in a hospital and I've been working remote this entire time. So like outside of the grocery store, which I don't go very often and Starbucks, which again, like you're in there for a very short period of time. Like at the start of the pandemic, I was working in the hospital in the children's psych unit. I left shortly after the pandemic though. So I haven't had to become accustomed to mask culture in an eight hour workday the same way a lot of people have. It's not comfortable. And so a lot of the businesses here are saying if you're vaccinated, then you're allowed to be unmasked. So like at the gym, I showed them my vax card and I don't wear a mask to the gym anymore. And I don't feel bad about it because that's just the way yeah. that it is. But I still am like, I'm going to choose the treadmill the farthest away from other people. I totally. still am very strict about like the cleaning policies and those kinds of things. I still go during off hours. Like, yeah, you're being a responsible adult and you're double vaxxed. So and like, I'm double vaxxed, which is and like, privilege. that's the difference. That's the difference is <laughs> like, I accidentally yelled at some people the other day because they were talking about how they they're like, oh, COVID restrictions are so dumb. I wish that we could just like get over COVID restrictions. But also I'm not going to get vaccinated because I don't want to, I don't know the long-term consequences. And I was like, okay, well then you can't complain about COVID restrictions because you're a fucking asshole. Anyways, I got, I got dysregulated and I yelled at some people. Um, but that's not what this episode's about. This, <laughs> this episode is about the nor- like normalizing the fear of COVID yeah. restrictions easing. And I think that that's super important because I don't know about you, Sarah, but for me, I have become a lot more introverted during this pandemic and I'm very comfortable being at home a lot of the time. And the concept of going out to like socialize with groups stresses me out so much because I'm like, I'm going to be so exhausted, like completely exhausted by being around people. 
Yeah. Well, I don't have a home base, so I don't have that same like level of I'm indoors every day because I've been outside during the pandemic for the whole time. But I do feel a ton of the anxiety in spaces where there's a lot of people. So I do not want, I had to go to REI. What's REI? uh, An outdoor store. Okay. Before one of my trips to pick up something. And there was, it's not the, it's at the towns, the mall, but you don't have to go through the mall to get into REI. It has an external whatever. And I remember being like, okay, well, I really want a Jamba Juice, so I'm going to just see if I can. And I entered the mall, and I very quickly quickly was like, holy shit, absolutely not. Like, this is way too overwhelming to me. Whereas before, like, never did like going to the mall, but, you know, personal space wasn't the same level of anxiety producing as it is for me now. Totally. And I I don't know how long that's going to take to go away, if ever. Like, I don't know if it ever will, and that... You know, I think for, I can only speak for myself. I think as a, you know, millennial, late 20s, pretty skilled person, the impact of the pandemic will last, but it won't be as significant as it is for our elderly population who've experienced so much fear because of their risk and our our kiddos who have had their lives completely dismantled. Like, I feel like in such a privileged position to have gone through the pandemic working remotely, being relatively healthy, being able to access the vaccines, like oh totally. Yeah. I'm really afraid for the long-term consequences for our older and younger people. Yeah, I mean even like the minute the borders open up, I'm going to go and see my grandma obviously. Like I haven't seen my grandma in a year and a half and I'm like nervous about that because I'm like I don't she's she's double vaxxed, I'm double vaxxed like I'll wear a mask in the house if she wants me to like not a problem but like I'm nervous about it because like I don't want to accidentally give my grandma any illness and like that's just never something that we considered before we never thought about it before even during flu season it was never the way that it is now exactly exactly yeah and yeah it's interesting because uh, so even before vaccines obviously I was traveling like I was doing my van life thing I was very diligent about when I would grocery shop, where I would stay. I was obviously like living out of my car on my own, um, but I was still going on trails and stuff. And there was one trail in Phoenix, which Arizona is a very conservative state, very red state. And there was hundreds of people on this trail and it was a shitload of elevation. Like I was like, my God, it was a hard hike. It was a great hike, but it was a hard hike. And there were people so close to me. I was like, I'm going to wear my mask this entire hike and just get to the top and get down as fast as possible because I cannot believe you guys are willing to be in such close quarters on this trail. Um, but I I think because I was traveling, I had more of that exposure to it than like you, for example, being at home for a lot of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I worked from home for over a year, exclusively worked from home for over a year. And then I worked vaccine clinics, which obviously was a healthcare environment. So we had like significant procedures in place for that. Um, Did you have your groceries shipped to you? um, So at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, it was like really impossible to get groceries shipped because like 
the elderly obviously needed to do that. And so, um, it was just like, you know, three week waits or whatever. So no, but Aaron and I, we dedicated one person. So Aaron was the only person that went out, um, to go get grocery shopping. Cause he had to work from the office for the first couple months. And so he was out anyway, whereas I wasn't out at all. Um, so he would grocery shop once a week or once every two weeks. And then we would just like bulk buy and free stuff. And then, we did do pickups a couple or like delivery a couple times, but honestly, some, some of the delivery things are kind of like not super helpful. Um, but I've actually been doing HelloFresh recently, which has oh, been- Oh, that's a fun. Yeah. Okay. Actually super funny story. <laughs> so I was, so um, our friend Steve is living with us right now and he's from England and he got his visa renewed and um, it's been so much fun and blah, blah, blah. So he obviously did his quarantine and then came to live with us. And, um, he was saying that he did HelloFresh in England. And I was like, oh, like Aaron's such a good cook that like, I feel like we don't really need to do HelloFresh, but like, I'll look at the website. Cause I'm like curious. I figured the food would be like stupid. And I, um, went on their website or their app. And then because I, I'm just like stupid with my credit card, I just like accidentally bought a month subscription without realizing <laughs> I just was like, oh, what do you cool. mean? Like, so I guess you can't look at the menu unless you pay and I just like that I'm, is some fuckery yeah I'm so used to just like buying stuff online that I'm just like yeah whatever like apple wallet that shit like no big deal so I oh my god yeah and then I couldn't I couldn't cancel it and then Aaron was like on the phone with him like my freaking fiance like accidentally bought this blah, blah 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 so then we were like okay well whatever we'll just try it and like I love it so like, I think I'm just going to keep doing it. So is it worth it? It's cheaper than buying groceries. I swear to God. Are you sure? Yeah. So, well, that's because then you don't end up with chocolate covered pretzels in your car and yeah, all and the diet, a 12 pack of diet Coke. Like I there's do. There's no food waste either. So like yeah. everything that you get is exactly the quantity that you need. I mean, so, that's like, cool. It's honestly, it's great. And I, can feel I ask if cooking. it, can I ask if it, does it help you with reducing binging yes um at more so it helps me reducing trips to fast food because I have food at home that I need to eat that I've already gotcha. prepared for so anyways yeah that's a super big tangent but it, we now can I'm, cut that out if you need oh no 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 it's all good um would recommend honestly if they want to sponsor us um <laughs> the uh what was I gonna say yeah so like I remember at the early pandemic, you know, when like all of the shelves were just like empty and it felt like a zombie apocalypse and it was just like crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing like the bread and the toilet paper aisle. Yeah. Well, I, w- I went to Walmart one time and like all of the medication was gone. Like the whole pharmacy aisle was just like empty. And Weird. I got into my car and just like bawled my eyes out. I was like, I, this is terrifying. Um, and so Aaron was like, took on a lot of the <laughs> shopping because it just like caused me so much anxiety, but to me, like the shopping part's not anxiety provoking anymore, but just like seeing grandparents and like expanding your circle. And then also like having the, um, having the expectation that we're going to see people all the time now. Right. So it's like, like, Oh, well, like, well, we haven't been able to have a party in so many, like in a year and a half. So like, like, Oh, well, like, let's have a birthday party. Let's have a blah, blah, blah party. Let's let's all go out on a road trip. Let's do all this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't like, 
I don't want to, like, I still, I'm doing school. I'm still doing a podcast. I'm still doing super feelers. I'm still working full time. Like I kind of just like, I'm okay being by myself now. And so it's like really hard to say no to people. And I think that that's one area that like, I think is important to recognize is like, you're not the only person feeling that like, you don't necessarily want to see all your friends, especially like peripheral friends. Right. Yeah. Friends. You wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to spend time with. Um, I will say for me, it's a little bit different in that it's been easier for me practicing almost always sobriety. Um, to not have the big events because I binge drink like a motherfucker at a barbecue or a whatever. And that's not going on. So I'm not doing that. And that's nice. Um, Does it make you anxious to think that that will be happening and then you'll be going without drinking? Yeah. The thought of going, I've been in one outdoor like park hang where people were just like tossing back beers and they kept going. And I was just like, okay, like, this is what this is like, you know, whatever. Um, And that was kind of hard. But yeah, the thought of like, like your wedding is just like, it's just heavy on me. Because I've never been to a wedding except for my own and not been like almost blacked out. Just like events like that, where like heavy drinking is really normalized that that is anxiety producing for me. Um, And I think people are drinking so much more during and after the pandemic, the heavy part of the pandemic um, than they were before. So that is a reason why I'm, I'm like not feeling bad about those gatherings. And then of course, like, I don't know about you, but after a social event, my BPD just goes like, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? What do they think about me? Do they hate me? Do they think I'm fat? Do they like, I don't have to experience that now because we don't have those events every weekend or every other weekend to go to. And I like that. Okay. So that's a huge one is the, do you, do they think I'm fat? So like, let's be real here. Most people are not coming out of this pandemic looking the same. They went in. Dude, fuck no. And that could be weight. That could be hair. That could be getting older. That could be like relationship status, relationship (laughs) status. Yeah, true, true. Or even just like having lost your job for a year and people asking you like, oh, how's work going or whatever, right? Like there's a lot of things that people are coming out of this pandemic. I'm saying that like more optimistic than I actually am that this is the end. But anyways, um, coming out of this pandemic, just like different. And I am for one, I'm terrified to see people because I've gained 30 pounds or 40 pounds. Like I don't want to see people because they're going to, the first thing they're going to notice is like, God, she got fat. And that's what our BPD tells us though. That's not the truth. Yeah. They may not say it though, but they're thinking it in my, at least to me, like in my head, that's what they're thinking. Right. So like, that's whether it's my BPD. Yeah. yeah. So like, so to me, it's like even more scary to go out because like, Oh my God, my clothes don't fit. Okay. Well, like I don't want to wear jeans. Like I've been wearing stretchy pants for like, I am never going back to a jean that doesn't have stretch in it. Like, oh, dude, I, after this, stretch. after this pandemic, I am never going back to a jean that doesn't stretch. I'm sorry. I said it. I like, I just bought two pairs of jeans. They both are like, have a little, one has more stretch in them than the other. I will admit. Um, but like, I'm not, I'm not fucking going back to a pair of Levi's dude. Fuck that shit. American Eagle is where it's at for jeans. In my opinion, they're so stretchy. I don't want to have to go to a mall, but I just buy yeah. it online. 
because they, they don't have my size in store. <laughs> so I don't have a choice. Fuck clothes. Um, yeah. Also, okay. I'm very tall. So to be fair, I need a big size and a tall size. So that doesn't help. But yeah. Yeah. Um, we're getting off track. Bringing us back. Bringing us back to why we're here. We are here to talk post-pandemic anxiety. Yeah, there's a lot of expectations. Maybe that's where this is. Is For most of us, there are a lot of expectations about it. What it might look like. What it should look like. How we should deal with it. What we think people will do versus what they actually do. What we think people will say versus what they actually will say. Like We have this idea of the world that we have created, that we've been longing for right we've been waiting for things to open back up um and maybe it's about that radical acceptance of trying to sit with the expectations and being willing to like live in a world where our expectations aren't being met Mm -hmm. and like navigating the grief sandwich that everybody is experiencing together like we are all sad we are all depressed we are all coping in maladaptive ways this is the most depressed this cohort has ever been maybe will ever be and i yes i agree with all of that and i think also this has showed us that like the world is more unpredictable than we thought so like you know, I, like I think about project management that I do at work and stuff, right? Like I'm always like having to think about like, oh, what risks could come in the way of this project? Well, nobody thought a freaking pandemic. Like I remember when China was closing stuff down and we were all like, oh, okay, well like that's China. That could never possibly happen here. And then it's like, well, now we've been closed down for a year and a bit. So like, it, it's just, it kind of like shook our reality in that, like, we thought we knew what the world was and it was not what we thought it was. And that is terrifying because all of the coping mechanisms that you were using potentially are no longer available, like going to the gym or um, going out for food or hanging out with your friends. Like, it's just like, there's so much to be anxious about. And I think the expectation, coming back to what you were saying about like the expectation of, you know, we've been looking forward to reopening and stuff the expectation that people should be excited that we're reopening is not, it's not necessarily everybody's experience either. Some people are like, are we opening too soon? Is this going to cause a third, fourth, whatever, 27th wave? Uh, Like, um, I don't necessarily know if I like want to go back to school in person, right? Like things like that are really scary to me because really I've, I just finished my first year of my master's. I've never been in person. It was supposed to be an in-person program, so then we're talking about next year and we're thinking like, well, we're going to potentially be in person next year. That adds an two and a half hours of commuting for me every single day. And I have to see people and I have to buy clothes and it's almost like starting school all over again. So I have that like first day of school anxiety for the second time. And just like, I'm super worried about that, to be honest, terrified. Yeah. And that's fair. A two and a half hour commute is way too much. (laughs) I would have never applied to that program in the first place. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and find somebody I can stay with in Vancouver, (laughs) but yeah. 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 So, I mean, I guess like there is no answer for this. The world is going to continue to be this unprecedented experience during this pandemic, like you said, 27th wave. We don't know what this will look like. We don't know how long things might be opened up for or not opened up for. 
And we just, I guess, want our listeners to know, like, fuck, we're here with you guys because sure, maybe it's been relatively easy for me and my anxiety, although high at times is manageable. We know that's not the reality for everybody. And if that's where you're at, that's okay. The greatest thing that came out of this pandemic is that for most of us, we've realized that we can do more of our life from home, right? There are now these delivery services. There is going to be the ability to advocate for yourself with your HR department of not returning to work as soon as maybe they want you to. Like systems have been set up for us to live our lives more home-based. Do I think that in the long run, that's good for quality of life? Not if you take it to such an extreme that you never leave your house, right? But if that's where you're at right now, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that working from home is a huge quality of life benefit. And fuck yeah, I'm never going back to not being remote. Yeah, and it saves it saves like eleven thousand dollars per year for employees for employers or something like that. Like it's crazy that not everybody's doing it. But anyways, this is kind of a random episode, and I realize like this isn't necessarily like a BPD specific episode. Although I will say the the seeing your friends again for the first time is also something where like you may have been able to regulate more because you're not having interpersonal relationships as often in person and you can have the time to like pause. So there's just a lot to be anxious about. And there's also a lot to celebrate that we're finally going to be able to like hang out with our friends and go out for dinner. And, but just know that if you're not sitting there going like, yay, I can't wait until the, it opens up fully. You're not alone and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to get to come to Canada and meet Lori in September, most likely. Not that the borders are opening, but for family specific reasons. So maybe we can put some sort of in-person pod together or who knows, super feelers. I feel like there is going to be, I think the borders will be open in September. I hope. And I would really love for us to put together some sort of in-person outside distant event. That would be so fun. And I also feel like we're going to do a photo shoot in our hopeful crop tops and stretchy pants (laughs) and yes top up (laughs) yeah yeah all right well we love everybody and best of luck with whatever your country and regions reopening plans are um stay safe get vaccinated if you can wear your mask when you should and just know that you're not alone Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bold, Beautiful Borderline podcast. Lori and I are so grateful that you're here with us on this journey, and we can't wait to dive into more topics in the future with you all about Borderline and even have some more fun and exciting guests to join us on the podcast. If you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. We would also love to see you interact with us on social media and on our Patreon page. The links to that are included in the show notes, so check us out there. We would be incredibly honored to get to know you all as you get to know us and our recovery stories. We love you, and we'll see you next time.